Quicklink podcast at the Tour of Britain is brought to you by quicklinksports.com. Hello and welcome to Quicklink Podcast Show 254 for Saturday the 11th of September. We've got one of our most exciting shows in a while coming up today. Racing from Italy, Ireland, Scotland, the Czech Republic, France, Canada, Serbia and of course the return of cyclocross in Belgium. Also on today's show you'll hear from Jez and Max and Katie chats to Dan Martin and Jacob Scott and Ollie Maxwell and Matteo Jorgensen and birthday boy Ben Healy and Nicholas Hessler and Wout Van Aert. But before the day's action, happy birthday today to Anthony Delaplace, Graham Obrey, Rob Partridge and Ben Peatfield. We'll be hearing from the latter very soon because he's got some exciting news to share. In today's transfer news, Michael Rice is moving from Trek Segafredo to Arkea Samsic. Morris Ballastet, fresh from finishing 10th at the Euros. That's easier to type than it is to read. He's moving from Jumbo Visma's development squad to Alpsen Fenix. But the biggest move of the day is Soraya Paladin, who was fifth at the Amstel Gold Race earlier this year. She's heading from Live Racing to Canyons Ram. Now, before we tackle the Tour of Britain, newly crowned European road race champions are Thibaut Nace, son of cyclocross legend Sven. He led home a six-way sprint in the under-23 men's race for Belgium's first win in that since Sean Deby back in 2013. And the new women's continental champion is Ellen van Dijk, who went clear with 23 kilometres to go and came home over a minute clear of a select chase group. Five wins in six editions now for the Netherlands in the elite women's race. And so to day seven of the Tour of Britain. Here's Jez Cox to set the scene. It is Saturday morning on the AGA Bell Tour of Britain with me, Jez Cox, giving you your preview to the penultimate stage now, the final weekend of the whole eight days. And this is the first of two days in Edinburgh, of course, the Saturday stage taking us from Hawick to Edinburgh. And I am in Holyrood Park right now, right alongside the lock, which is on the the circular road that goes around Holyrood Park and Arthur's Seat itself. Arthur's Seat right behind me. It's a fantastic, iconic location. And a tough run into um, two second cat climbs, really, to tackle that uh, might break things up. The middle one, uh, Stowe Hill, has some particularly steep, steep sections in it as well. Will it be enough to break up our peloton? Hmm, we saw three first cats yesterday for our big, big breakaway of nine riders that included riders from World Tour teams for the first time. In the end they were caught and we were served up with this incredible lead group of nine riders uh, that had um, some big favourites in it. In the end when they came to the line the only one of them to get dropped off that was Matteo Jorgensen, the American Movistar rider. And of course a victory yeah, yesterday in Gateshead for Wout van Aert, the Belgian champion. Uh, it wasn't enough though for him to take back the race lead. He gets a 10 second bonus, but Ethan Hayter by coming second gets a six second bonus, bonus so only four seconds gained there by Wout van Aert. Ethan Hayter hangs on to the race lead going into today's penultimate stage into Edinburgh by just four seconds. That's the general classification as it stands. Ethan Hayter leading, Wout van Aert four seconds back, and then Juliana Philippe looking like a slightly more distant third now at 21 seconds down so <laughs> really three very big name riders uh, right in that top three a couple of things to point out by the way i've been hearing the last few days more and more talk about ethan hater and the flanders world road championships in just a few weeks time um, more and more people starting to talk up his chances of course it's a longer distance it's a one day race it's a big long one not the exact distance but i know it's longer than any of these stages and uh, ethan hater still relatively new to Stage racing and racing over the very long distances as well. He's looking so, so good though. My pick for today, hmm, 
The run-in over the last 3K is uh, actually slightly downhill once they're into Holyrood Park and having come through Edinburgh itself. I could see this being a sprint finish, actually, at this stage in the race. Yes, I'm going to say we have a bit of a breakaway. A bit more of a traditional day, more of the uh, continental teams and the, and the pro teams making that breakaway. It gets caught. We have a bunch sprint finish. It'll be a win. Oh, I'm gonna have, do I go predictable or do I go left field? <laughs> Probably be a win for Wout Van Aert again. Um, maybe uh, Gonzalo Serrano, the Movistar rider, uh, sneaks up on one side of the barriers and gets the win because he's been sprinting well. He was fourth again yesterday as well. And a British rider gets on the podium here today. Well, maybe Mark Cavendish. Let's see. Check back in later. Have a great Saturday, guys. Bye. So the day's profile, 194.8 kilometres from Harwick in the Scottish borders and heading north to a Cat 3 climb at Berrybush, just 25k in, then through Tweedale and Pern Hill for an intermediate sprint in Innerleithen, heading east to tackle the Cat 2 Stowe Hill, take two more sprints in Lauder and Duns, before heading back due west to the final classified climb, the Cat 2 one side rig after 145k, and then a run into Edinburgh. Ahead of the stage, our roving reporter Katie caught up with a handful of riders, first up, is Wout van Aert, who won yesterday's stage. Hi, uh, we're with Wout van Aert just prior to the stage start. Um, is the plan to take the jersey back today, do you think? Well, it uh, would be nice. Of course, the battle is still uh, still on. And, uh, yeah, it's not much opportunities left this, uh, today and tomorrow, obviously. So, um, yeah, we'll see if, if it's possible. Um, I'm feeling good. I'm going to sprint today. I think it's, uh, yeah... It's a nice sprint in the end. Of course, the stage is again uh, quite hilly up and down. So, uh, especially in the beginning of the stage, we need to be uh, ready for some uh, for some moves from other guys. And uh, yeah, maybe uh, if there's an opportunity, we can also try something. Thanks very much for your time. So, going into the stage, Wout van Aert trailed Ethan Hayter by just four seconds. Julian Alaphilippe third at 21, Mikhail Frolik Honore at 35, Michael Woods at 54, Rohan Dennis 108, Dan Martin 110, and that's who Katie spoke to next. Podcast. I just wanted to ask how you're finding your last race on home roads. Yeah, it's been cool. It's a really hard race this year. You know, we expected it beforehand because we knew the course or whatever. But yeah, every, it hasn't really been an easy day. It's been really intense, and uh, luckily we've had good weather. And hopefully, I'm sure it's going to be hard to finish in Aberdeen tomorrow. Have you, have you been just enjoying it and taking it all in, or are you, are you going for? Not, not really. You don't really. You have to stay focused. You know, it's it's pretty intense and yeah, it's very tricky roads all the time. So you have to stay concentrated. And uh, so it's felt like a really long week. Obviously, you can enjoy the starts and stuff, but it's uh, once the rain, once the flag drops, you have to. It's full concentration. Obviously, we're here to do a job as well. So it's. Uh, we've had a really good fun week with the guys, and it's been we've been racing really well. And yeah, hopefully, we'll just uh, obviously finish the job off now. Brilliant. It's been good to watch you. We'll miss you on the road. Thank you. Take care. One rider who's been trying to animate it with late attacks and getting in the break is American Matteo Jorgensen, who races for Movistar. We saw him attacking up Marine Drive in Clandudno, near the end of stage four, just ahead of that final climb up the Great Orm. And he animated the race yesterday, getting in that late break to the line before it all came back together for the sprint. Here's Katie chatting to Matteo. Hi, so with, with Matteo Jorgensen of Movistar, uh, 
we'd like to ask how it's going. And uh, you've been animating the race a lot so far. You must be feeling good. Yeah, it's going well. It's getting towards the end of the season for me, and it's one of my last races with uh, Movistar before the World Championships. So yeah, I'm in good form, and I came wanting to win a stage. So yeah, I've been trying a few days to make something happen, and not just wait for the end because with the riders here, if I wait, it's uh, it's a bit tough to beat them. Yeah, definitely. It's been really good to see you attacking. Um, you gonna go for it today, or see how the legs are? Uh, yeah, we'll see. I think today is pretty much a nailed-on sprint. I mean, uh, yeah, the interest to get the jersey back for Yumbo will be high, so I think it'll be a sprint. But yeah, uh, I might, I might try something in the in the final if I'm there. Thanks very much for your time. Thank you. One rider who doesn't particularly need to defend a jersey is Jacob Scott from Canyon DHB. He is assured of the Skoda King of the Mountains jersey as long as he finishes in Aberdeen on Sunday. And he's one point away from claiming the Iceberg Sprints jersey as well. Mostly thanks to Rory Townsend putting in an absolutely bonkers shift yesterday, taking all of the Prem and all of the KOM points, ensuring that none of Jacob's rivals did. There's only 18 sprint points available. Jacob has a 17-point lead. So here's Katie chatting to Jacob. Um, so we're with Jacob Scott, um, who's wearing the Mountains jersey. Yesterday you had a day where you didn't go out in the break um, and you sent Rory Townsend up instead. Was that a planned tactic just to give you a bit of a break? It was a plan, yeah, but not necessarily with Rory. It's just the, the, way, the way that happened in the end. So, yeah, we had that plan to either me be up there or send someone else up there. And just the way that the race went in the beginning, it was kind of the strongest that went, if you will. And uh, Rory's going really well at the moment, so... He slid into that well, I don't think he slid into it at all, you know, he, he had to do a big effort to get in there and yeah, it worked out pretty well for me and with the two lads dropping back also, it, was, it meant that there was enough points on offer for me to seal it, so yeah, kind of, I won't say gifted yesterday, but everything fell into place yesterday, yeah. Excellent, so it's not too hard a day today in terms of climbs, do you plan to go up in the break again or is that... Uh, no, I mean, I've still got the, the points jersey to, to get nailed, so there's a there's one person that I really have to kind of watch there and um, go from there. So, yeah, we'll be keeping an eye on him in the beginning, making sure he doesn't go in it. If he doesn't score any points today, then we're all happy. Um, if he doesn't go in it, then I'll probably stay in the peloton. If it's a move that I can slide into fairly easily, then I'll probably go in it because we still want to be represented. So, yeah, seeing, seeing what happens in the first, first kilometre also. Brilliant. Good luck. Cheers. Thank have you. a good day. Another domestic team trying to show themselves in breaks early on this race have been St. Piran, who stepped up to UCI Continental level this year, pretty much to guarantee themselves a start at a race that began in Cornwall, their home territory. Ahead of today's stage, Katie caught up with rider Ollie Maxwell. So we're with Ollie Maxwell from St. Piran. We're for the Quick Link podcast. Um, we wanted to know how you're finding the race, long way from home. Like really yeah. Um, yeah, long way from home. I'm from Rutland originally. Oh, um, so so. Yeah. So my uh, granddad's Scottish. My mum was born in Scotland. They're from a bit further from Montrose and uh, Lawrence Kirk. So I find the race difficult. It's been a tough uh, six days. How was yesterday? It looks hard. Yeah, I didn't have the best today to be honest had a mechanical and oh, yeah, we did, did you get your big Allen key I got it yeah oh my god I was suffering I think my leg was screaming so I was like you know it was a it was a hard day yesterday and that definitely didn't help so hopefully an easier day today but in the home stretch now enjoy Scotland we'll see you at the finish thank you very much thanks a lot Cheers, thank, thank you. you so at 11 o'clock this morning the remaining 94 riders in the race rolled out from Harwick for their 194.8 kilometre journey towards Edinburgh 
Here's how it all played out. Well, I'm coming to you from Holyrood Park overlooking the finish line, still in the Scottish sunshine as I look out the back of my commentary point and see the lock there glistening in the sun. Um, another brilliant stage finish, <clears throat> and this time another surviving breakaway as well, because the winner on the line, Eve Lampart from De Koenig Quickstep, had a teammate in there in Davide Ballerini, and once the breakaways settled in, there was very much a sense that uh, Ineos Grenadiers were happy to let it go uh, and just set a very, very steady pace. Uh, Richie Port doing lots of work on the front and uh, in the end they were given really too much leash and I think the opportunity for the peloton to have a little bit of a day off as well. The breakaway survived but in the end they still only had 1 minute 50 which is the biggest gap so far. 1 minute 50 it had been about five and a half minutes at the end but 1 minute 50 in the end as Ethan Hayter, our race leader and still the race leader tonight, led in uh, the bunch just pipping Wout Van Aert on the line. Didn't look to me like White Bonnard was going full crack, but uh, there were also no bonus seconds to be had anyway, so it was just pride there. But Hater getting the better of White Bonnard and Max Cantor as they came to the line. The remnants of the breakaway, well, Pascal Inkhorn was the last of those to roll across the line of the five that survived. But the three that went to the finish turned into Holyrood Park and had a brilliant game of cat and mouse. They've been attacking each other again and again and again. And Matt Gibson, riding, let's not forget, for a team that's ranked two tiers below both Eve Lampert and Matteo Jorgensen, the two riders he was with, was a match to those two all the way through. In the end, he came third, which is an, an amazing result for a guy who's going places and really deserves a step up. Uh, to at least pro tour, sorry, pro team status, or back, uh, even up to the very top of the world tour. He is that good. Um, I thought he had a really good chance in the sprint there, coming in here, but in the end, just the whole effort of the whole day telling a little bit. And he finished only just behind Matteo Jorgensen of Movistar, uh, the young American who came in second. But Eve Lampart's final sprint, very impressive. He and uh, Davide Ballerini rode just a textbook way to ride a race where you have two riders in the breakaway, but really it was Eve Lampard who was doing all the work, Ballerini was sitting on all the time, and you were always thinking Ballerini was going to be the one that would jump them or just stay with them and beat them all in the sprint, but no, Eve Lampard, the Belgian, former Belgian champion, got his opportunity and took it. Great win for him, and I presume his uh, wife or partner is expecting a baby because he did a wonderful illustration of someone who's pregnant sucking their thumb and stroking his belly. Great win for Eve Lampard. And, uh, Ethan Hayter survives another day going into the final day tomorrow where we're going to be riding from Stonehaven to Aberdeen. They're both on the east coast of Scotland, very close to each other, but we're going inland and then finishing in Aberdeen. I'll give you a preview from Aberdeen itself tomorrow morning. So to confirm the top 10 over the line today, Yves Lampard of Deconic Quip step ahead of Matteo Jorgensen of Movistar and Matthew Gibson of Ribble Welltight, the first three, then David Ballerini fourth, a few seconds ahead of Pascal Inkhorn of Jumbo Visma. That was the five-man break who made it away. Ethan Hayter leading home the pack in sixth, ahead of Wout van Aert, then Max Cantor in eighth. He's set to join Movistar next year, Rohan Dennis in ninth, and Christian Sparagli in tenth, continuing what's been quite a fine race for him. No changes or time gained or lost in the top 18 on GC, only Matteo Jorgensen moving up in the top 20. He's climbed to 19th as George Bennett lost a couple of minutes today. Ethan Hayter remains in blue, four seconds to defend against Wout van Aert on tomorrow's final stage. No matter tomorrow's result, as long as he gets home, Hayter has won the points jersey. He's 18 clear of Julian Alaphilippe, with only 15 available on the line tomorrow. That jersey will be worn tomorrow by Gonzalo Serrano of Movistar. 
Jacob Scott of Canyon DHB has sewn up both the King of the Mountains and the Sprints jerseys, absolutely dominating in both classifications. Sitting third in the King of the Mountains race, just two points behind Scott's teammate Rory Townsend, is Nicholas Sessler. Katie caught up with him after the stage. Advance warning, this one's a little bit windy. We're with Nicholas Sessler of Global Six Cycling and we're recording for Quick Link Podcast. We understand you've got your own podcast, is that true? Yeah, indeed, indeed. The Gregario Podcast uh, in Brazil and, uh, well, actually for all uh, Portuguese speaking uh, people. It is, so I know pretty well how this, uh, this business works. We talk a little bit in Brazil about um, yeah, everything cycling related from professional bike racing to the enthusiastic uh, beginning to ride. So giving tips, nice places to travel uh, with the bike, uh, what to wear, what not to wear, just nice stories around the, the bike. Because in the end, we are here to inspire people and motivate people to, to hop on their bikes and uh, enjoy this virus, so we can say <laughs> that is the bike road, right? That's amazing. So you get the name of the podcast? Gregario Podcast. We have a few interviews in English for people, uh, for English-speaking people. Uh, some pretty good, uh, good ones. You can check it up uh, on our Instagram or uh, Spotify, uh, iTunes, uh, Apple Podcast. Amazing. We'll check it out. Yeah, today was um, how can I say? Pretty hectic at the beginning. We went full gas until the breakaway formed and it was a super strong breakaway. You guys probably see even part just won the, the stage. Uh, and it arrived. They, they had a lot of gas, that's the, the reality. We could not be there. For me myself, uh, I must admit that I'm paying the prices for the beginning of the tour. My legs are quite heavy already. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it was in the end was just uh, finishing, staying safe, helping uh, Michal, our other Polish rider who who is doing well and he has done already a top 10 in a sprint finish. So we try to to play this card with him and then ju then just enjoying lovely British weather. Eh? Yeah, it's been a nice day. Um, safe to say you're picking up quite a few new fans over here this week with your attacking riding and just antics with the freedoms and kids and stuff it's been a lot it's been really fun watching you and hearing your interviews um, <laughs> yeah if you've, if you've just enjoyed your time over here <laughs> yes yes but thank you yes. Uh, i'm glad to to hear it indeed it's uh, i must admit it has been a huge surprise for me because uh, it's my first time in the uk um, I knew there was a passion for cycling we see with the yeah with the national team on the track and everything but I could never imagine it would be like that it gives me goosebumps uh, I mean I have raced in other places that they say it's uh, really traditional so I've lived in Belgium I lived in uh, the Basque country where people are very fanatic I've raced in Colombia the Tour Colombia which was also pretty hectic but I must admit I could never expect such a passion and such love for the sport. Uh, we were just talking with the with the Sonier that in the middle of nowhere we only see sheep, but huge crowds. <laughs> I would say, where all these people come from just to cheer us up? And it's like uh, it has been incredible, really, super, super. Well, I think we were lucky with the weather. That makes me enjoy even more. Uh, yeah, you lucked out. I don't know how you. This is a typical Scottish it. day. What are you on about? It's always like this. Here. <laughs> yeah, I prefer it like that. Yeah, yeah. indeed, indeed. Uh, my Brazilian roots is to talk, uh, speak louder, and uh, when it comes for the weather, uh, 
but yeah, it has been amazing. Yeah, just uh, just an incredible week, and uh, heads off for uh, everybody here. Uh, congratulations for the passion and the cycling mm -hmm. culture. Yeah. It's uh, so nice to to see it. Fantastic! Yeah. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you on you guys for giving me the opportunity cool. to be part of the podcast yeah, and uh, for covering well. and everything. It's uh, yeah, it's really nice. We we'll look forward to seeing you on the roads in other races as well. I hope yeah. so. I hope Where so. Where next? Have you got any? I think for this year, uh, this is our last race on the road. Mm -hmm. But I expect to be doing a few uh, mountain bike races. Oh, cool. um, to add up and uh, yeah. have a little bit of fun also. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much for your time. Nicole. Thank you all you yeah, guys. Thank you. Hope the not too heavy tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, one last go in the break maybe. Yeah, I will give it a try. We will, that, you we'll, can we'll be sure about it. <laughs> fantastic, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you and you. Thank you. Now, there was one rider from today who we couldn't let escape our attention. Birthday boy Ben Healy of Trinity Racing, the Irish road champion, 21 today. Here's Katie with Ben. <laughs> okay. Hi, we're with Ben, we're with ben Haley. Um It's his birthday, birthday boy. How was it riding on your birthday? Yeah, it's alright. I mean, wasn't it the nicest day? But <laughs> yeah, it was. It was Tough good, I guess. Today. Yeah, just a couple of them days, just get round and yeah. I was going for a break in the start, but missed it. Like I was almost there and didn't quite make it, which is rather annoying, especially the fact that it stays in the end. But yeah, just one of them things. On to better things tomorrow. You're going to try again for the break tomorrow, do you think? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I haven't really got anything from this race yet, and it'd be nice to, to definitely at least try. So, yeah. You're going to try and have a little celebration tonight? Or is it early to bed? <laughs> Probably early to bed, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Save the celebration for tomorrow, maybe. Yeah, not much time. For, well, even then, I've got Worlds coming up, so I've got, yeah, to, course, got to stay yeah. pretty straight. So, good, yeah. good practice for Worlds. Yeah, for say. sure. I mean, this is like what I'm here, really. It's perfect prep for Worlds, so. Yeah, get that fitness good. Yeah, good parkour, up and downs. and. Like yeah, for sure. I mean, it's perfect just getting the hours in and, yeah, just that race and hours as well, which you can't replicate in training, so it's perfect, really. Brilliant. Good luck. And yeah. good luck tomorrow as well. And have Great. a lovely day. Thank you. I'll see you later. Tomorrow. Thanks, you time. Tomorrow's eighth and final stage of this year's AJ Bell Tour of Britain takes us from Stonehaven on the North Sea coast, heading inland straight to the Katwan Cairno Mount climb, 36 kilometres in, then rolling down the other side to the Preem just outside Drumhead, then a pair of Cat 3 climbs in the middle third of the stage, that's course Dada Hill and Queensview. They sandwich the final two intermediate sprints of the race. From Queensview, it's a lumpy 45k or so to West Hill before a run back down to the North Sea coast and a finish in central Aberdeen, where this year's race winner will be crowned. Now then, let's switch disciplines entirely because it is the return of cyclocross. Here's Max Bolton with his review of today's action. The 2021 cyclocross season got underway today at the Etias Cross in Lokeren. This of course was a race where a couple of years ago Mathieu van der Poel sprained his ankle in a ditch and was unable to get up and finish the race but it was Team Paul Salzenbingo who did not put a foot wrong today in both of the men's and women's races, taking away the victory in both. In the women's race, it was Denise Betzemar, everyone's favourite rider, who was able to take the victory after some crafty teamwork from her teammate Femme Van Empel, the under-23 world champion. She overtook Anique Van Alphen in the last few minutes of the race, forcing her out the back of the lead group and allowing Betzemar to cross the line in first place. In the men's race, it was Eli Isabit, the European champion, who opened up a gap in the first 15 minutes and was able to hold it to the line, winning by around 15 seconds from the chasing pair of Lars von der Haar and his teammate Michael van Turnhout. So it was business as usual for the 
two riders who are used to kind of sweeping up when the big names are not there. Betsimo, of course, winning in the absence of riders like Sanna Kant and world champion Lucinda Brand. And Elisabeth doing the usual, really, taking the win in the pre-season races before um, the riders head off to the US for the first couple of World Cups in a few weeks. The real big hitters of the men's side of the sport don't return to cyclocross until December, with Wout van Aert having had a long, successful road season and Monsieur van der Poel and Tom Pidcock both working back from their respective injuries. So it should be some good races coming up, but it was Betsema and Isabit starting where they left off, really, and taking the wins in the first race at Lokeren. Thanks to Max for his review of the day's action at Etias Cross in Lokeren. Etias Cross returns next weekend with round two in Berengen. You can catch Max on Twitter at Max Bolton without any of the vowels, so M-X-B-L-T-N. We're approaching a half-hour-long show, so we'll just rattle through the rest of the day's results. With no offence intended to the other races, it's been a busy day here at the Tour of Britain, and we wanted to include as much of our home race as possible. Jordi Corsus won the junior men's cyclocross at Lokeren today. There were only four Brits at the race, all in the elite women's category, where Anna Kay took a brilliant seventh. Also flying the British flag was friend of the show Abby Manley, and teenagers Neve Murphy and Elena Day. On the road, American champion Ruth Winder of Trek Segafredo won by over two minutes on the summit finish up Mont Lozère on the fourth of seven days at the Women's Tour of Ardèche. Leah Thomas, Mavi Garcia and Annie Santesteban had a three-way battle behind her for the remaining podium spots, finishing in that order. Thomas holds on to a GC lead of nine seconds from those two Spaniards. At the Women's Tour of Ireland, Anna Shackley won the morning's short TT stage ahead of the race leader and GB teammate Abby Smith to overtake her on countback, and the evening's crit race went the way of Michaela McPherson. Shackley leads GC going into tomorrow's final stage. And elsewhere, Jean Gobert won stage three of the Tour of Serbia to move into the race lead. Nick van der Meer outsprinted Arnold de Lee on the penultimate day of the Tour of South Bohemia in the Czech Republic, moving into second on GC behind de Lee by six seconds. And Guillaume Mauvan of Israel Startup Nation has won his third Canadian national road race title, coming home solo in commanding fashion, two and a half minutes ahead of 2018 winner Antoine Duchesne of Groupama FDJ. And at four minutes back, there was a three-way sprint for bronze, won by Derek Guy. Racing continues tomorrow with the final stage of the Tour of Britain. Tour of Serbia and South Bohemia wrap-up, and there's one-day action with the Grand Prix de Formi, Antwerp Port Epic, and junior action with GP Bob Jungles and Trofeo Buffoni. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Until then, ride safe and take care. You've been listening to QuickLink Podcast, your daily microdose of pro cycling news and results. You can find us across social media at QuickLinkPod, or you can contact us by emailing show at quicklinksports.com. You can support this show by using the code QuickLink when you shop with veloskin.cc for all your chamois cream and skincare needs, and also at efswheels.com where UK customers can get themselves a full set of tubeless-ready full-carbon wheels for under £500. Share the show, and we'll be back with you tomorrow. Bye now.